2020. The year nobody wanted, but maybe the year we all needed. You know what? Mike's not on. Mike's not on. <laughs> Welcome back to my channel. So today I'm gonna, gonna do sit down, have a little coffee talk chat with you and give you my year in review. Now I know that most of this is probably not as interesting to you, but I wanna start doing a better job of documenting my own life for myself, for my future self, to go back and look at and see, wow, you accomplished more than you probably remember accomplishing. You've experienced some things that were pretty interesting and special. And video and social media is the way that we document our lives now. I can go home and I can flip through photo album upon photo album at my mom's house and that's the documentation of my life growing up and into high school and college. Now this is the way we document. So. I'm gonna start doing these year in reviews, maybe even start doing monthly plan with me review sessions as well. So let me know if that's the kind of content you'd love to see on the channel. Without further ado, let's get into my year. Let's rewind back to January, 2020. More specifically, let's rewind to December 31st, 2019. <laughs> friend Graham hosted a, a small gathering of just friends and we got dressed up and toasted the new year, drank too much. I only cried a little bit. It was great. It was just really nice to ring in the new year. I like most of us so many big hopes and goals and expectations for what the new year would be. It was just a really nice way to bring in 2020. For those of you who have been around for a minute, you know that I've been battling depression for a very long time, but specifically in the past two years 2019 being the bulk and worst of it on New Year's Eve I was still in the thick of it in that deep dark hole of depression and it wasn't really until later in 2020 that that started to get under control I even look back and going through all the pictures for this video and like wow I could see how just sad and um, clearly depressed I was and it's amazing how far I've come but I'm, get, I'm getting ahead of myself after New Year's I think about a week later Later, my boyfriend and a few of his friends, we drove out to Colorado to attend Music Fest, which is in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. It's all about Americana or Red Dirt Country or Texas Country music. Basically, it's not like pop country. <laughs> so it's not like country you typically hear on like normal country music radios. It's a little more traditional sounding. My boyfriend's been going to this festival for years now and it's really special to him. It's something he really loves. And so it was nice to get to share that experience with him. I doubt I'd ever go again. I just can't, being cold up in the mountains and I don't ski, I'm not that kind of person. So I was like, oh, this whole trip is kind of wasted on me. And yes, I lived in Colorado for five years and never skied or learned to ski or anything at me it's okay after music fest we were there for about a week and we drove back to kansas city and then i hosted my second annual fancy as 
F party. I will, I'll keep this clean for the kids. This is a party actually I started. It wasn't necessarily meant to be an annual thing, but when I first moved back to Kansas City in 2018, I went to this big fancy New Year's Eve party in Kansas City at Crossroads Hotel, and I loved it and had this like sparkly cute dress. And I was like, I need another reason to wear this dress. And so I hosted a party for like new people I had met moving back to the city, getting to know people, kind of reestablishing myself here. Obviously old and new friends were invited and it was such a great time and we were all decked out. It was in my tiny little studio apartment. I decided, this is, needs to become an annual thing. And so it was sort of a, a, an excuse to sort of wear our New Year's best again. But for me, I just, I work from home, mostly in yoga pants. Any opportunity I have to get dressed up, I'm kind of excited about it because it's so, so rare. Even more important this year that this happened because obviously there weren't a lot more opportunities to get dressed up after this. It was about mid-January mid I hosted that party. A week and a half, two weeks later, my boyfriend and I moved into a new apartment, which was so nice. And we didn't even know it at the time, obviously in January, how amazing it would be to one, just have more space for us. So we we have like a two bedroom, one bath apartment now, and we have an outdoor patio area. Ugh. That patio has been clutch in a year of the pandemic <laughs> because before we didn't have outdoor space or really any space at all. We're very, very grateful that we moved into this new apartment, which we love. Spoiler alert, we're moving again in about a month. Stay tuned. That's also around the time that I started counseling and the service I was using at the time was called BetterHelp. It's an online counseling system. I just knew like based on my depression and based on how I could be up and hosting a party one second and then spend a week just in bed not being able to function because of my depression. And so I knew I had to do something. My boyfriend knew something needed to change. I started going to counseling every week and meeting with my advisor on online. And I also started on depression meds, antidepressants. Another amazing thing that happened that was great for my depression, just great for the world, great for everybody, is I actually got my dog Barnaby back. And if you're not familiar with Barnaby, where have you been? He's my long-haired chihuahua that was gifted to me, a surprise gift from my father about seven years ago. But he's been my partner in crime in Colorado and digital nomading all over the United States. But when I left to go travel the world back in 2017, you can learn more about that this video or that video somewhere. I was gone for 18 months and so he moved to the ranch back with my parents in Kansas. He had been there ever since. So in 2020, he got to move back in with me because I finally had an apartment that allowed pets. And it's just been a wonderful thing, not only just to be reunited with him because I love him, but having a pet is really amazing for your mental health. Forcing me to get out of my apartment, especially when I was still dealing with the depression and still struggling to kind of function, having an, a reason or having an excuse or something that forced me to get up and get out, put some clothes on and go for a little walk was really vital for my mental health improvements over the rest of the year. So that leads me to February. January was a pretty crazy month. It was awesome. It was all the hopes, all the plans for the new year. I felt like we kind of started off with a bang. <laughs> February was awesome as well. So the Kansas City Chiefs, they won the Super Bowl. It was like the first time they'd won in 50 years. Now, not a crazy football fan, but I like to cheer on the home team because when they win, everybody around here is really happy. They won the Super Bowl. And then we had a big parade all throughout downtown Kansas City. We actually went right by our old apartment, which we didn't live there anymore. It was kind of freezing, but it was amazing to see like, I don't know, the numbers. I'm going to say a couple hundred thousand people came out, but maybe it was a million. I don't know. Maybe it was 50,000. 
thousand. A ton of people came out in Kansas City. Got a front row seat to all the big names: Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones. Who I'm pretty sure I kind of tackled <laughs> and held on to him was like holding him back. I don't know how that was possible, but I did it. Around mid-February, late February is when I actually started to feel the benefits of not only the depression meds, but also the counseling, having my therapy dog, my unofficial therapy dog back with me. Started to feel like the cloud begin to lift from my depression. And I just felt like I woke up with a little bit more levity and hope and I think even in that moment, I didn't realize how deep into the depression I really was until you're kind of coming out of it a little bit and you can feel the difference in your body, obviously in your mind, everything. February was great for me personally in, in that regard. And really the rest of the month was just spent nesting here in our new apartment. We also built a ton of furniture. I love building my own furniture. I feel like in another life, I was meant to be a carpenter because it's such better quality and it's hard wood and you can make it any color you want. Highly recommend. 10 out of 10, build your own furniture. So March started off great for me. I was doing a lot of consulting for the educational travel industry. That's my career. That's what I do for a living. I had a really big client. I was getting to sort of see what they were experiencing on the ground as it related to the pandemic. It wasn't a pandemic yet. And so I remember being on uh, calls and strategizing with the team about how do we communicate what's going on, getting students back, finding them if they were traveling around the country. And there's a lot of emergent stuff happening in the travel industry. That was in February. Outside of the travel industry, their educational travel industry, it was kind of something that was mentioned on the news, this idea of this virus happening other parts of the world, but really not feeling it yet in the United States. And so I already kind of had an awareness of it, I think, that a lot of people just didn't have. And even I, and even, you know, the the founder of the company that I was working with, we were still even talking about it as like, this will probably be contained to Europe or Asia. We'll get it under control, sort of the idea that we had at the time. Coming into March, that's sort of where my head was at. We'll get this under control. We all know what happened. Early March, I flew to New York City because at the end of 2019, I had joined a sort of a high-level mastermind. It's quite expensive. I was able to go to New York City to spend a long weekend with my coach and sort of do some strategizing, get some mindset coaching, really thinking about how I could grow my business moving forward. Because I've, I've built multiple companies to the six-figure level, but I haven't really been able to move past that plateau for myself. I've helped other people build their businesses beyond that. But for me, I just, I don't know if it's a mindset thing or a strategy thing, but I, I needed um, higher level help. And so that's why I went to New York City in early March. And I got to see my friend Jeff, visit a few speakeasies. Even while I was in New York City, this was like March, I think like third through eighth or something I was there. It was very much like, oh, try not to touch things. Definitely don't shake hands. Nobody's wearing a mask yet, but carrying around hand sanitizer everywhere, wiping things down with disinfectant whites. Nobody was freaking out in New York City. I flew out of New York on March 9th and two days later is when they they declared a state of emergency in New York and that's when everything started getting shut down. The libraries and the museums and the bars and clubs and everything it was sort of a domino effect and I remember sitting on the plane flying back to Kansas City and I had a window seat and the girl in the middle seat next to me she was wiping everything down with some disinfectant wipes and I remember thinking at the time like 
mm, might be a little overkill, but it obviously wasn't. But I was like, okay, she's taking this really seriously. And then I remember she was like, here, want some hand sanitizer? And I was like, yeah, definitely. I got back to Kansas City. I remember having a coffee date a couple days later with my friend Lauren. And we were talking about what we we're gonna do. She owns a chain of yoga studios here in town. The next day they declared a stay at home order for Kansas City. I don't have to explain to you what lockdown is or quarantine is because I'm pretty sure we're all aware at this time. March, because I wasn't going to yoga classes, I didn't belong to a gym, but even our gym here in our apartment complex, they it was closed down. So really the only way I could go get some physical activity outside of my apartment was to go for walks and runs. And so that's when I started running again. Earlier in the year, I thought maybe I was going to train for a marathon. I've run several half marathons, but I'd never done a full marathon. And I thought, okay, year 2020 will be the thing. And I was also trying to trigger myself out of depression as well. <laughs> was full of business uncertainty for me I think for uh, for a lot of people what is happening with the world what's okay is it okay to sell are people even going to be willing to buy and I definitely I, I froze from those questions and that uncertainty I, I've had uh, colleagues and friends who didn't freeze they said okay we're going to pivot and we're just going to go for it and they had their biggest months ever in in April and May and June in in the early stages of the pandemic and I did not I I definitely had um, a lot more hesitation about selling at that time and really pushing things out there. I was really focused on like, what can I do to serve people? Because at the time I still had these these clients, these consulting contracts. And so I was fine financially. I didn't need to sell people on anything, you know, to pay my own bills. At that time, I did some free 20 minute advising sessions with people, whether they wanted to talk about their career, launching a new product, a business, anything they wanted to talk about. I, I said, hey, I'll just jam with you for 20 minutes and give you some ideas and some direction. Did, um, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 of those over the span of a couple weeks. I also knew all these people around the world were now moving into this remote working, working from home environment, work from anywhere life, right? I've always been about that. And now all of a sudden everybody's been sort of pushed into my lane. I know how to do this. I've been working from home, working from anywhere since 2013. And I've been working for myself from anywhere in the world since then. And so I launched a video on my tips on how to work from home and work remotely successfully. That's when I had my first of many business pivots. So this is going to be a trend here in 2020. Early in April, I reconnected with a friend who had actually been recently laid off from one of those big study abroad companies. They laid it off, I think 70% of the workforce and she was one of them. She lives in London. And so we reconnected and we were on Zoom. You guys heard of Zoom? Yeah. And so one of the things I wanted to marry together was this idea of this remote work and remote internship, uh, working from anywhere, working from home world that I've been operating in for such a long time with the career development and internship expertise that myself and my friend that I just reconnected with had. I said, hey, I've, I have this brand, Remote Life Labs, let's launch something together with it. So we developed this internship and career development program for college students so that they could do remote internships and figure out how to grow their career even in the time of a pandemic. I still think it's a great idea. It might be something I launch again in the future, who knows? But I will say that we just didn't have enough traction, enough brand recognition. We just weren't out there enough to 
to really grow that um, so fast and especially organically. Obviously, we could have grown if I'd thrown, you know, thousands of dollars of ad money at it, but I just didn't have that time or that capital to, to do that. What actually ended up happening later that month when we realized, okay, maybe this isn't the right thing to do right now, that leads us to my second business pivot. Back in 2019, I decided to close down my main business. It's called Inside Study Abroad. This is a, a business that I started as a blog back in 2009 and it and grew it eventually to become a very successful multiple six-figure company. In 2019, I knew I wanted to do something different and, and really focus my energy on helping people launch their own online businesses and, and taking my experience running other people's online businesses, then launching and running and growing my own and helping other people figure out how they can do that for themselves. I knew that if I wanted to go that direction and that company is called Brazenest, if I knew I wanted to do something with Brazenest, I really need to focus to truly grow it in a meaningful way. And Inside City Abroad, I just really started to grow tired of it. I was getting very burnt out by it. I just felt like I kind of had done all I could do in, in that industry, in that space. And so in 2019, I decided to close that business. Well, Fast forward about a year and I was chatting with my friend after we dabbled in this remote life labs thing and I told her what I really had always dreamed about Inside City Abroad was it becoming the internship company for people who want a job in international education. And I won't bore you guys with the details of that industry, but it's just a very hard industry to get into and there's not a lot of opportunities to get some experience in it without having to go spend tens of thousands of dollars on a master's degree. And when I was telling my friend about this, she was like, oh, I would love to do internship placements in, in our in our industry, in our field. And I was like, really? Because I didn't want to do the placements, but I liked the idea of creating the container around it. And obviously hiring someone to do the placements would be the dream for me. We decided to partner up and I relaunched the Global Pro Institute, which is our program for career development and international education. And we launched the GPI plus version of the program, which was the whole program plus an eight week internship, a remote internship. It was not necessarily the best time in the history of our industry to launch something like this. The travel industry was at a grinding halt. And in fact, it was probably regressing in a lot of ways. And it still is to some extent. Tons of layoffs in, in our industry. That means the jobs were going to be even less likely and available to people who are her job searching right now. The competition was gonna get even harder because now you have people with all this experience who are out there job searching as well. And I had basically let the company go dormant for over a year. So I hadn't been building up any of that no like and trust factor with new people. So there's a lot of things working against us, but I'm really, was really proud to, have an amazingly successful launch in April. And we had a cohort of about 12. I was shocked, frankly, that we got that many. This is definitely not as big as it could be or launches I had had in the past by any means. But given all the factors that I just outlined, I was really, really impressed and excited about what this could be because this is a passion. This idea of giving people practical work experience in international ed is my dream. And so I'm really excited. I've basically relaunched Inside Study Abroad and now it's out there, it's thriving. We did another cohort this last fall and had even more students enroll and, and we're gonna be launching it again in January. I'm just really excited about Inside Study Abroad again. And I think I just needed this new, this new reinvigoration for the work that we're doing through 
through the company. Also bringing on a team member was really nice too. I wasn't just operating in my own little bubble. And knowing that the future of international education is gonna look really, really different. And I wanna be a voice and a player in helping build this new world that we're gonna be going into in international ed. So there you have it. The next thing that happened in April that was really exciting for me is that this channel hit 4,000 watch hours, which was amazing. I've been trying to get monetized on the platform and by trying, I'm gonna do a whole other video on this whole YouTube journey for me, but I decided that I wanted to get monetized in 2020. There's two milestones you have to hit in order to get monetized. The first one is you have to hit 4,000 watch hours and you also have to get 1,000 subscribers. I hit that milestone of 4,000 watch hours. I got an email from YouTube or like a notification. I was like, whoop, I am a baller. I have 4,000 watch hours, but I still didn't have those thousand subscribers, which leads me to May. And then later in May, that's also when I hit that 1,000 subscriber mark. So I think it was about another month before I got the 1,000 subscribers. May 26th, I was officially monetized. And I think like ugh, the first day I maybe made like 26 cents. So yeah. Your girl's ballin'. May was also a rough month, if you guys will recall, when race relations, social justice, equity, inclusion, all of these issues really came to the forefront as the result of the death and murder of George Floyd. Obviously, that was preceded by the death of Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, and it really started to come to a head. Obviously, that went into June, throughout the month of June into August, probably all the way through the election. I'm not gonna relive all of that for you here in this video, but that is important and I wanna document it in you know, my review of 2020. I have been embedded in the social justice realm um, for a long time. When I went to grad school back in 2004, right after I finished college, I studied higher education and administration. That arena very much uh, values social justice, social justice education, anti-racism, racism education. So it's something I've known a lot about and it's sort of been part of my world and my life and my existence since then, really. And But now seeing it on the forefront, seeing it on the front page of everything in the world, seeing marches and protests happening all across the United States in every major city, every small city, really, definitely here in Kansas City and, and all over the world. So that extended throughout the rest of the year. It's something that I am absolutely a supporter of. I'm an ally of. We need more uh, diverse voices. I am all in, all for it. I am here for that. June. June is when I ran a half marathon. It was like a self, self-guided half marathon. Obviously it wasn't an official event. It was 95 degrees outside. I was so hot. I don't know how I did it and not and not died. I plunged myself right into our pool. That was kind of when I decided I wasn't gonna run a marathon. And you know what, you guys? I run about 10 half marathons over the past 10 years. And you know, I've never finished one and thought, yes, let's keep running. And this was no different. And I was like, you know what? I don't I don't need to run a marathon. I have nothing to prove <laughs> to anyone. Later in June, I had a special opportunity to take my grandmother and her sister, who they're 91 and or 90 and 95 at the time. They both grew up here in Kansas City in the Northeast neighborhood. So I was able to actually take them on a little driving tour of Kansas City. We went and saw the World War One Museum and Union Station and drove all the way around downtown. River Market neighborhood, which is where I live. Obviously, we went to there childhood home and they got to see that for the first time in probably gosh 60 years it was a really special day 
it was is also a really challenging day because they both have um, pretty advanced dementia. They really just can't remember things that happened five minutes ago. So for instance, we would go see something and they'd be really excited to see it and, and have all these memories kind of come up around uh, the thing that we were seeing. And then we'd drive away and about five minutes later, my grandmother would ask me, where do you live now? And I was like, well, grandma, I live here, Kansas City. Remember, we were touring around Kansas City and she'd be like, oh yeah, and you could just tell. She was like, no, I didn't realize that. So that was kind of sad, but wonderful day for me because I got to kind of see Kansas City through their eyes. Like they were triggered by, uh, you know, all these places and all these memories started flooding back. So they, you know, they lived here. My grandma was born in 1929. So they lived here through the 30s and the 40s. They moved away in the early 1950s. It was just a really, really, really special day. And you'll learn more about why in, in a minute later on in this video. So that was a really nice day. I also had my second video go viral here on YouTube. I did a second kind of follow-up video about my gray hair journey, as you can probably tell from my hair, is that I'm about 75% gray at this point. Last year, I'd posted a video about growing out the gray back at, this would have been 2019. So this is not pandemic influenced by any means, but I grew up, was growing out the gray. I did a whole video about it. The video went viral. So I decided to do year update basically. And that got picked up by the YouTube algorithm. And I think it now has like 24,000 views or something that's viral for me. June was also kind of a rough month as well because that's when my clients in the educational travel industry, rightfully so, they had to cancel their contracts with me. I lost my main source of income. I didn't really talk about this a lot throughout the year. That was pretty tough and it's, it's still tough. I obviously haven't gotten any of those clients or contracts back. That's really why I've been focused on Inside City Abroad and Brazenest moving forward and, and making those truly my main sources of income, especially Inside City Abroad and getting it back to the level it was before I closed it down. <laughs> July, I chopped off my hair. Right after I did that video, my hair was like right about down here and it was like half old dyed hair. I decided I'm just done. I want it gone. So I chopped off my hair. So pretty short, like a very short bob. Pretty short, but I was just so happy to have all of that nasty dyed hair gone. Been growing it out ever since. This is all natural now, baby. All natural and I love it. <laughs> August wasn't very eventful, as you guys can imagine. The pandemic was still raging and roaring. We were just hunkering down at home, not really going out basically ordering in or picking up from local restaurants that we love and trying to support them, but really just not going out and doing anything. It was also a rough month because my grandmother that I mentioned before, she had a heart attack. My dad and the family, we made the very hard decision is to put her in hospice care. That was in late August. I went down to Oklahoma where she lives with my dad and was able to spend a little bit of time with her. Sorry. It will spend a little bit of time with her and say goodbye. And uh, I just know that as sad as it was, she's lived a very she lived a very long and interesting life, and she was surrounded by people who love her, and that's all we can ask for. She's also the, my last grandparent. It was definitely an end of an era for our family. September we had the best that we could do in terms of like a socially distanced funerals down in Kansas kind of near where I grew up we had a graveside service 
tried to stand far apart and wore masks and all those things. That was also the time where I started considering going off depression meds. And the reason is I was really feeling wonderful, feeling like myself again, and just really feeling like, oh my gosh, like I'm out of this deep, dark hole of depression finally. But the challenge with that was because I was on these antidepressant meds, they're basically just mood stabilizers, really. I felt like I couldn't get super hyped up about things, but I also obviously couldn't get super down about things either, which is good, especially if you're not managing your mental health well on your own. That can be a lifesaver, literally, to be able to be on something that helps you stabilize. And I felt like now I had gotten to a point where I was able to manage it on my own. I was feeling really good. You know, even with losing the contracts in June, even losing my grandmother, the what everything going on in the world, I still was able to have hope and make plans and and get out of bed, be productive, and all these things were happening. But the thing that really got at me the most is when I was at my grandmother's funeral and I felt like I just wasn't able to fully feel sad the way you would normally feel sad about losing someone you love. I just felt like the meds had done their job and they'd been an amazing tool for me to use in, in my depression journey, if you will. So I talked to my doctor about what she would recommend if, if I should or if I could go off the meds over the course of the next several weeks, slowly weaned myself off of them. And I've been off of them since late September and I feel great. I am so grateful for that advancement in, in medicine that I, that I have that tool available to me and you bet your butt if I need them again, I will go back on them. They did their job and I'm, I'm doing a great job now of managing my mental health and, and watching for the signs and the, the triggers that might push me back into that dark place. So far, so good. I'm feeling really good. And I've turned the corner, so to speak, with my depression. September was also my birthday month and I turned 39. I created a post and in the caption, I talked about how over the course of the last, well, we'll say the last two decades, but probably even before that, you know, I've always gotten emails or messages or DMs or comments from either acquaintances or people I don't even know. And once they learn and anything about me, they think they know me. And so they would sort of ask these questions and make some assumptions about why was I not married yet? Or when am I going to settle down? And do I regret not having kids as if like I'm dead already or something? And I can't have kids and you know, all these sort of presumptuous questions that frankly, are just no one else's business. And two, very much deeply rooted in society's archaic expectations of women. If I can do anything in my time on this planet is I want to rid us of these these expectations we have of women and that we can all just do whatever the hell we want and it's none of your business what we do. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So I wrote this message. It was like the first time I ever had a post get more than a thousand likes. So I was excited about that and I'm excited I shared something that really resonated with people. The too long don't read version of this is you're not behind. You can just tell society to screw their expectations. There you go. Later, my best friend Marshall, who I grew up with and his wife Caroline, they came for a very short visit because they were going to Southeast Kansas to surprise his parents. And so they stopped here in Kansas City as well. And we got to spend some time with them. It was kind of a bummer because I pride myself on being the, the Kansas City enthusiast and making sure I give people the epic Kansas City experience when they come visit. So it was Kansas City light, as I like to call it. Normally I would have all sorts of visitors or doing all sorts of travel in a quote normal year. This just felt kind of like a semblance of normalcy, being able to show people around my favorite city. <laughs> Thank you. 
Which brings us to October, finally. By now, my boyfriend and I, we were definitely feeling the cabin fever. He works in an essential worker type of role at a, a company here in Kansas City. And so he'd been going to work this whole time, really hadn't had any time off other than that week we went to Colorado back in January. We were both just like, we gotta get out of Dodge. And so we did a lot of research on what it means to fly and travel during this time. And we got some cheap flights out to DC where my best friend Marshall and, and his wife Caroline live. We decided to just take a long weekend and go. He's never been to DC. It was gonna be really nice, the weather, so we could sort of be outside most of the time as well. And it was really interesting to get to travel during this time because seeing likely the future of travel is going to look like for the next you know, year, two years, maybe three years. Checked into a hotel and it was all contactless. Downtown DC was also very much boarded up in response to a lot of the, the protests were, were taking place, both for the current administration and, you know, for Black Lives Matter movement. I think all but three of the Smithsonian's were closed. We used the city bike system and just biked around downtown. It was beautiful outside. We got to see everything from the Capitol down to the, the Lincoln Memorial to Georgetown Waterfront, which was just nobody there. We kind of felt really bad for all the businesses there that were open, but there was just no one because there's no tourists. So I felt good about contributing to the economy a little bit. Also fun thing that happened in October is that I visited my 48th state, Delaware. What's up? We went to uh, Delaware for the day. We went and had beers and, and lunch right by the waterfront. Went and played on the beach with the dog for a little bit. And it was a really, really lovely day. <laughs> come to November. <sighs> Woof. Election. Do I need to say anything else? I'm gonna try to keep that one short. If you follow me on Instagram, you know my thoughts about this. I will just say I'm very happy with the result of the election, the very legal and very fair election that took place in our country. I'm very disappointed in current administration and the GOP on how they, they dealt with the loss and yeah. That's all I'll say. Ended up canceling all of our family gatherings the rest of November and December, like I'm sure many of you did as well, which was really, really, really big bummer. That leads me to December and me kind of having my final business pivot, basically bringing Brazenist back in a big way. I'd spent most of the year focused on inside study abroad. Now I'm doubling down on Brazenist. It's going all in. I launched the business incubator just to my list and it went really great. I'm really excited to work with them coming into the new year. If that's something you're interested in, want to work with me on building your own online business, I'll be opening up the doors in early January again. So make sure you're on the list. Just go to brazenist.com and, and sign. there'll be a sign up thing. Just enter your email. You'll get be first to know. That really brings it all to an end. There's not a lot to report here for December. We had a lovely little two-person Christmas festivities between my boyfriend and I exchanging gifts and just really being grateful to have each other in this time. I feel really lucky that I met Zach when I did and got to go through this really challenging year together. You know, for me, I think like a lot of us, we're just really excited to move on and embrace what 2021 has to offer. I keep telling people, I'm just kind of going in with zero expectations. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna set some goals, but I'm also gonna plan on it kind of not going to plan and not make any sudden movements. I don't wanna scare 2021. And, and just realize that getting through this year, getting through my dark hole of depression, getting through the various business pivots, 
losing my main source of income, losing my grandmother, watching so many of my friends and peers and colleagues talk about issues around social justice and race um, inequalities in this country. It's all been very heavy, as you guys all know. But I think for me, what I'm most proud of is my resilience through it all and the fact that, wow, I still was able to keep my head above water, was able to be agile enough to respond to what was going on around me, and I was still able to take care of myself and get myself healthy again, mentally. And I'm so excited to go into 2021, a completely new woman compared to this time last year. The brook that you see right now compared to that brook are just two completely different people. So I'm very happy with where I am, very excited for where we're moving in the future. And the only other thing I will mention is that I did decide that, you know, going into 2021, I wanted to have something, an outlet, um, and a creative project that had nothing to do with my businesses because this YouTube channel, Brazenest, Inside Study Abroad, the Study Abroad Journal, Third Company, they're all, you know, businesses and they're all steeped in strategy and tactics and understanding the KPIs and the ROIs and all the things. But I wanted to have something that was mine that I didn't measure those things and I, I don't worry about the numbers and I just create something that I am excited to do and put out into the world and it's purely just a passion project. Project. So I'm launching a new podcast. And so if you're a Kansas City local, you might be interested. It's called the Inside Kansas City Podcast or Inside Kansas City on all the socials. Going to be launching that later in 2021. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. Um, obviously, I have brazenness and Inside City Brow that I have lots of big goals for. I'll be sharing more about that in a future video. If you made it to the end, you are amazing. Super fan. I love you. I have a bonus question for you. And that is, what is something about 2020 that gives you hope for 2021? Let me know down in the comments. If you made it this far, let me know. Yeah. So I'll be making some big plans and setting some goals for 2021 and sharing those with you in a future video. They will not be this long. I'm excited for what's to come for this channel, all my businesses, and for all of us as humanity on what we can achieve after this hellfire of a year so remember that every day you postpone a dream you weaken it a little so get out there and make some magic happen cheers there's a garbage truck right there it's actually a recycling truck so we forgive them it's better <laughs>